Hello and welcome to another episode of Kessel Run Collecting. I'm your host, Eric, and with me as always, my good friend, Matt. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, so uh, this show, we're going to change it up a bit. We've been uh, working through our top 10 figures from each figure line, starting with uh, the Vintage Kenner, going to Power of the Force 2, and so forth. Uh, last episode, we did our top 10 from the Phantom Menace line. Uh, but I thought we'd mix it up a bit. Instead of going on to Power of the Jedi, we'll do our top 10 packing accessories. And this was very difficult for both of us to make our top 10 lists because there are so many great accessories. And when we get to that segment of the show, I'll go into a little bit about the uh, guidelines and rules we use to come up with our uh, our picks. Spoiler so, alert, they're all over the place. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. So, Matt, have you picked up anything new recently? Um, Yeah, my Piets came in. I don't remember if I talked about that. I know I talked about my Paz Vizsla came in. Um, I just got a notification today that most of the Return of the Jedi wave with Weequay, Indoor Han, and DS2 Vader came in. But I have not went to the post office to pick them up. I'll be doing that in a few days. So technically, yes, but not everything I was expecting. I'm giving it piecemeal, of course. Yeah, I actually finally found some new stuff in stores. I, uh, you know, I normally buy stuff through Big Bad Toy Store, and Piet was surprisingly sold out for a pre-order, and I didn't want to go elsewhere and and pay shipping, so. I thought I would check around at stores, and I know someone, maybe it was you, had told me uh, some new stuff was hitting GameStop. So, uh, yep. just this last week, I said, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll check uh, GameStop and Walmart, and uh, went into GameStop, and they had two figures hanging on the pegs, one of them, Piet. Uh, so, I picked him up, and I had because I have the the pro membership or whatever, and like every month you get like a $5 coupon. So I got $5 off, uh, which brought him to, I think, just over $13, somewhere around there. He's a pretty good figure. I Something about the face looks off. Like he looks a little bit, I don't know, ghoulish. <laughs> mean how he actually looks in real life is ghoulish because he has those bags on his own? No, just... It it might just be the the paint apps, but something about the eyes just you know he's got kind of baggy eyes you know but something about the figure looks slightly off. But other than that, um, you know it's a it's a good sculpt. Nice to know we're going to be getting more Imperial officers. Um, it, the thing that that kind of annoyed me a bit was I uh, immediately went from GameStop to Walmart, which was like right in the same strip mall area and uh i go in and guess what they had they had the entire wave on the pegs and walmart is about the same price as what i paid at gamestop after the five dollars off so i actually could have paid a lot i mean technically mm. you know what i mean i wouldn't have wasted my five dollars on that because i could have gotten him 15 minutes later at walmart but hmm. you know you don't you don't know these things. So, but yeah, they had the entire wave. They had uh, Piet, Star Killer, 
Um, I forget the other ones in the wave, but it, they're all ones I either have or I'm not getting. They did have the speeder bike on clearance for I'm thirty dollars. Sure. For it was like thirty two, thirty two ninety nine, somewhere around there, and that is thirty five was pretty much my threshold. If it was thirty five or higher, I I would have been like, mm, still too, still too much for me. Um, especially because I don't have like a to, uh, ton of disposable income right now. So I thought, and this is where my getting two of every trooper. Like, yeah, uh, you, you ever see those memes where where it's like, oh, I never had such a conundrum in my life where, you know, it's someone filling a gas pump and it comes to like if they even out the, uh, the you know, the amount of gallons, it'll like change the, the price by like an even number and a penny or something like that. And it's like, ah, you know, and you're kind of OCD about it. That's kind of how I am with my troopers. So. I thought, well, if I get two speeder bikes, I'll have five because I have three of the legacy mold, the previous one. So I was debating with myself. I'm thinking, well, maybe I should just get one. That way I have an even number. But then I was like, well, I really want two of the most recent version. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm like arguing with myself and I'm just like, ah, screw it. Okay, I'm going to get two. So uh because it also has the updated biker scout. Correct, correct. So opened it up, and I'm very, very happy with it. Um, I still nice. think, I still think the stand design is hot garbage. I still hate that design. I'm probably going to design a new one, um, so it doesn't have that weird triangle thing. But I took a close look. I I got out my other speeder bikes, and I thought, okay, well, what was replaced i think they redid a hundred percent of it it is 100 percent redone i went went over it inch by inch like the size of the big air intake a fan thing on the bottom is different the sizing of all like i've seen some of the collectors that just don't really pay attention to it yet, so it's basically the same with one or two little things no it's in 100 new I, the sizing's different the details are different i can um, see how if you don't look close that yes, they they look alike from a distance. You could put two side by side. You're not really going to notice it. But looking closely at them, it was like the legacy one was really well detailed, but they just went an extra step further on all the details. Another thing I appreciated was the the plastic on the hand grips seemed a little bit like harder yeah more and, stiff and not quite so rubbery um it was a little bit of a pain getting him on because the foot pads were up higher than on the legacy one and it was like you really had to pose the figure just right to get him in that pose but that pose is very accurate to what you see in the movie the the biker scout that came with it great improvement um mm. I was going to ask you about that because I know like that's your favorite trooper because you you troop as that. And I said I looked at the helmet and I was like, "Wow, this is a really nice upgrade on the helmet on that." Oh, it it is. That was one of my pet peeves with the previous sculpt. The previous sculpt is pretty good, but that little pea head they have on it that was always my biggest sticking point was the well, helmet needed to be a lot bigger. Uh, this is definitely an improvement. 
Um, I could see myself picking up a couple more scouts if they had them single carded. But the price really, really makes it difficult to army build. Yeah, no, I hope they do at least as well. I, you know, certain Chinese or offshore selling sites might have this loose. I'd take them loose. I'd take. I don't need them all carded. Just oh yeah, I don't. I don't need them carded. But I'd I'd love to get a few more to just kind of, you know, I don't mind getting rid of some old stuff if I have a good update to it. And these scout troopers are definitely a good update. So, Agreed. so yeah, I got, uh, got two of those. I only, I only opened the one to put in the diorama I have right now because I just recently put in the, uh, the bunker and with that and another speeder bike, it is really getting crowded. <laughs> so <laughs> my, my other bike is still, uh, still packed away. So I was, I was happy to find that at clearance. Um, also got in from, uh, Big Bad Toy Store. I got in my Megatron Bishoju statue. And along with that, I had mentioned I was getting the first volume of the book, The Toys That Time Forgot. Um, Mm. so I didn't read the entire thing. I went through a couple, I guess they're not chapters, but, um, different sections. And, uh, it's a, it's a pretty nice book. At $60, I would really like to know which specific lines are covered in those next two volumes. Oh, they don't tell you what's in them, huh? No, they, like, just generally mentioned some, and I think those are all from the first volume. And the other two volumes, I think it it uses the same description. And so it's mentioning stuff that's not necessarily in those volumes. I'll have to double check that, but it seemed to me they all kind of said about the same things. So, you know, I don't want to spend $60 on a book and that volume might have nothing that I really care about in it. So I think that is going to be my big deciding factor if I get another volume or not. It's understandable. I mean, you're dropping 60 bones. You need to know what at least have a... Pretty, you know, if you go on Reddit or something, yeah, like there is quite a lot of pages dedicated to Bucky O'Hare. Oh, yeah, and it was like, well, I could care less about Bucky O'Hare, you know. So, um, but then they had, for example, um, there wasn't a lot for it, so it was only a couple pages, and obviously, that's not the fault of the art author if (laughs) there's not enough uh to cover, but there was a section on uh the 80s movie crawl which is oh, yeah. kind of a cheesy movie but it, it's it. kind of like a fan favorite uh for a lot of people kind of has a cult following like you've seen i make the the replica of the glaive and everything oh yeah oh yeah so um you know it's like oh okay that's cool but there wasn't a lot of meat for that there was like one or two lines that were actually kind of interesting that i'd never heard about that were in development and never even moved past some prototyping uh and and it was interesting but 60 dollars i kind of want like you pick up a book about star wars collecting you're you generally like the whole thing if you're a star wars collector Hmm. whereas this covered 
some stuff that I don't really care about. Yeah, like have they put a list, but not covered exactly. Just a list of what they hit, no matter no matter if it's only like half a paragraph or multiple pages, like the sectars or they did have sectars. That was not, one one of them. Or uh, uh, what was it? Wheeled warriors or um, Jason in or whatever you know. Yeah, just I, lo- I liked wheeled warriors. I had most of those. I had the base. Yeah, everything. Yeah. That was or, uh, uh, that was a fun line. There was oh, you know what? I wish they would have. Oh gosh, I wish they had V the visitors because I remember they only had like one twelve inch Meagle figure that actually got released, and the three and three quarter line got axed. Oh, I would yeah. buy some V figures. That'd be sweet. They they might they might have that in one of the other volumes. Like I said, I'll have to, I'll have to look into it and then determine if I'm gonna actually move forward on that or not. And then the other thing I ordered yesterday, uh, this was entirely unplanned, but Big Bad Toy Store will occasionally have these one-day sales, and sometimes they're uh, sometimes they're pretty significant. And I had had my eye on these. Um, they're like they're it's like a pack of Tech Crew figures, six Tech Crew figures from uh, the Joy Toy brand. And I don't know if we ever really talked about these much on the show because they're not Star Wars figures. Um, not on the show. We're talking about behind the scenes. I saw this. They, someone mentioned about this in one of my Facebook groups. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, well, well, these ones in particular are from, uh, I guess, from a movie or series or something. But they just have like red jumpsuits and and it's like two women and four guys. They come with a couple tools, like some wrenches and things like that. Yeah, Battle for the Stars. I believe it's an old Roger Corman movie where this kid stows away on Oh, I think you're thinking of Battle Beyond the Stars. I mean, it's be- okay, that's what I'm Yeah, thinking. yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- this one I'm not familiar with. Uh, like I don't know if it's uh, I mean it could be an anime, it could be live action. I have no idea. Um Joy Toy does make a lot of figures that I don't think are necessarily even from existing properties. I think they kind of have some of their their own universe going on. Um, but generally, their figures have a lot of accessories, a lot of articulation. The only Joy Toy figure I have has toe articulation on it on a three and three quarter inch figure. Alternate heads, alternate hands. Some of like the armor can be taken off and put on. They do really, really fantastic figures. They're kind of pricey. They can be anywhere from like $25 to $30. But they, um, and it might be some of the Battle Beyond the Star stuff, but they, they have different mechs, uh, like two-legged mechs you can put figures in. They, they just make a lot of cool stuff. Um, <clears throat> but these tech figures, they could kind of fit in the background of Star Wars if you just want to have them you know, in a docking bay working on some ships or something. Yep. They're like I said, they're kind of pricey. This six pack, the regular price is $150 for six figures. Mm-hmm. And uh so I've I've always been holding off because I'm like, eh, that that's a lot. Well, this one day sale, it was on sale for $75. So I jumped at that and the one thing that's kind of weird, if you look at the description and everything, it says that you can potentially have a seventh chase figure. Yeah, a I saw that. Chase figure. But 
what's really weird is it would be one thing to have six figures and then they blind box a random seventh, but it's kind of like, I guess 200 people could buy the same set and one of them just happens to have a seventh figure and it, it's kind of a weird way to do it, but uh, yeah, the chase really should be like a deco change or something where you're still getting the physical item. It's just different for something about the way I get it. Yeah, it's it's really strange, but hey, you know what? Maybe I'll get one, and then uh, the cost will be even more reasonable. There you go. Yeah, because at seventy five dollars, I think I figured out it's uh, like about twelve to thirteen bucks a figure, which is <laughs> that's less than a vintage collection figure at this point. Exactly. And those, there was no option to put them in your pile of loot, so they they pretty much are preparing shipment already. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's everything that I got and or ordered at this point. Next, I want to go over the Maryland Toy Expo. Uh, last time we recorded, I had mentioned that the very next day uh, I was going to be going to this toy show I had never been to before. And so I now can report back on what that experience was like. This toy show, they do it at least twice, maybe three times a year. Hmm. And uh, it's it's actually held at a fairgrounds, and they have two separate buildings. So it it's a pretty decent size. And so uh, my wife and I went to that. It was pretty good. There was actually some stuff I was hoping to maybe see there, which I... I didn't like, I was actually hoping that maybe someone there would have uh, joy toy figures because you don't, you don't find them anywhere, but online, unfortunately, no one had any of that. Uh, hilariously enough, last episode, we, we were talking about Sio Bibble who had actually made your oh, uh, yeah. and list. And I found him loose at the show, and I almost bought him just because, like, even though I had sold off mine years ago, I'm like, well, he is kind of rare, and they only want $7. I didn't, but uh, I, I thought that was kind of hilarious. That, oh, no. He left him behind. He left him on the field. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, he's a rare figure, and I just thought it was funny that the day after we were talking about it, we found him there. And also, to go along with that, we were talking about the Famba the Gungan Famba and someone had the Famba in box for oh, 40 wow. bucks. Wow. And I almost picked it up. If it had some articulation to it, maybe mm. I would have, but it, it's literally the Famba itself is literally just a statue. And if uh, anyone listening doesn't know what I'm talking about, they were the big dinosaur type creatures that the Gungans had their shield generators sitting on in the Phantom Menace. Um, so yeah, this guy only wanted forty dollars, and I think the last time I saw one on eBay, it was like one twenty. So it was a good price, and I almost picked it up. And then I'm like, most of my Phantom Menace figures right now are packed away. What am I going to do with this Fonda? <laughs> so uh, I let him be. One one thing that we were also talking about, not on the air of that show, I think it was after we stopped recording, we were talking about the Star Trek Playmates figures. Well, someone had the bridge, the transporter, and the engineering section, which, again, off the air we were talking about, so that was kind of funny. And, uh, well, 
you know, I saw those and it got me thinking about, it got me thinking about something else that I, I had to discuss with, uh, with my therapist, Dr. Dodonna. Oh no. So let, 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 uh, let me just, uh, let me sidetrack you for a minute on that. Confessions of a Star Wars Collector, Session 2. You can call me Dr. Dodonna. I help collectors work through their collecting-related problems. Today, I have a patient coming in who's saying he needs to get something off his chest. So why did you want to talk with me today? Well, as I've mentioned before, I run a Star Wars collecting podcast. I'm a Star Wars collector. That's my primary fandom. But sometimes I worry that people might find out about one of my other fandoms. I've put it behind me for the most part, but sometimes I kind of miss it. Okay, tell me more about that. See, there were a few years where Star Wars almost died. Return of the Jedi had come and gone. There was little merchandise still being made. There wasn't a lot to keep us fans engaged. And these were what us fans refer to as the dark times. If... I remember correctly, weren't there a couple Star Wars cartoons out? You mean droids? Please, that animation was bad, even for its time. Doesn't matter if they brought back the original voice of C-3PO and R2-D2. You couldn't really salvage that show. I didn't think anybody voiced R2-D2. It's an uncredited role. And the other cartoon you're talking about is Ewoks, and that wasn't very good either. You didn't like those? Of course I liked them. We all did. It was all we had, and we ate it up. Speaking of Ewoks, I thought they made some movies with them, too. Uh, yeah. Caravan of Courage and The Battle for Endor. But they were far from the original trilogy. Subpar special effects shot in George Lucas's backyard with a pre-diabetes Wilford Brimley and this little girl that teaches Wicket how to say Star Cruiser! It was all a bit ridiculous. You didn't like those? Of course I did! Heck, I have those on DVD! So then, when did these dark times really begin to take their toll on you? That's the weird thing. They really didn't. Because by this time, there were the Transformers and G.I. Joe, and then in 1987, there was Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh? I thought Star Wars and Star Trek fans didn't get along. Au contraire. I know because I was as big a fan of Trek as I was of the Wars, and between the original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and the Trek films, there was so much merch to collect. So, Star Trek gave you your collecting fix. You have no idea. Playmates made a line of Trek action figures, and I was all in, baby! I had the figures, the transporter, the Enterprise Bridge, engineering, I had the starships. They even made a gold anniversary Toys R Us exclusive Enterprise D. And you know those Playmates figures? They weren't just toys. They were collectibles. You could tell, because they were all numbered. Numbered? So did that make them more valuable or something? <laughs> Not one bit. These were mass-produced toys. Who cares if you have number 19,817 or 10,120? Because you just enjoyed the collecting. I had the Star Trek model kits, the micro-machines, I had the trading cards, I had the tech manuals. The tech manuals. 
Yeah, if you ever wanted to know how the Enterprise actually worked, the tech manual could explain everything. But why would you have to know how an imaginary spaceship works? I have no idea! I told you I was in deep. It sounds that way. I had a Starfleet uniform. I think I get the picture. So, this is your secret fandom. That's right. But like I said, I've been able to put it behind me. Well, what happened? Well, for one, Star Wars came back. The books and then action figures. For a while, I collected both Trek and the Wars. So what stopped you? Star Trek Enterprise happened. And that's when Trek died for me. You still have the memories, though. It sounds like Trek is what got you through the dark times when you didn't have much in the way of Star Wars. It was a bit like a friend that found you in the woods at night and guided you home. You're right. I was a Trekkie and that's nothing a Star Wars fan should be afraid of. Thanks for the year. Guess I just needed to get that off my chest. You're welcome. So we'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah. And Eric? May the Force be with you. Live long and prosper, Doc. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, just, uh, I I saw those toys and at the show and my my brain just kind of hit the warp drive and slingshotted around the sun and ah, reminded me of those good old times. But anyway, this isn't a Star Trek podcast. No, no, we don't collect Trek here anymore. I did once long, long ago, but no, not anymore. Yeah, so... uh, I did come away with one item because uh, I seriously thought I was going to leave a really big toy show like that with without anything. And I was actually on my way out <laughs> kind of doing like a last run through like, oh, maybe I'll see something that I that I didn't see earlier. I happened to look under this table and a guy had in pieces uh the G.I. Joe Command Center, which I always thought was the G.I. Joe Pit. But when I looked it up, everything called it Command Center. Well, there were two of them. There was the silver uh, vintage one, and then there was a 92, the one with the big guard tower on the top, in the front. Right. And that was the one they called the Pit then? Yeah, the Pit. Well, I mean, yeah, because the Command Center was a, in the comics was the prefab on top of a mountain. It wasn't the uh, Pit. The pit was under uh, Fort Fort wadsworth in washington so that the one with the tower on it i mean they always call it the pit no matter where they made it there was like three different ones so there was one like from the 90s with a tower and a, ro- and a ro- ro- gatling rotating gun and then yeah, of course, they, there was this the was the original the original silver one okay that's i mean you can call that one the pit too i mean it's the one they use for the toy it was in the comic book so i think it worked once or twice. yeah so i saw that and my reasoning was i thought I could convert it to an Imperial base. And so I'm like, Oh wow. And, and it has uh, like two parking areas. Like maybe I could put in the troop transport on one side and the, um, the assault tank on the other, something like that. And, uh, so I wasn't worried about it being complete or anything. And th- this one was far from, it was, I think it might've had a spotlight or something, but it was missing all the jail cell 
walls. It was missing the two chairs. It was missing the computer top. And then, like I said, like all the little accessories. And behind the jail cell, there's two trays to put accessories, and then there's a cover. That cover was missing. Flag was missing everything. Uh, but I didn't care about any of that stuff. I thought, well, I can make my own walls. I can make my own computer. Oh, and it also didn't have the big gun on the front. Oh. Uh, so it was mainly the basic structure. And I was able to get that for 50 bucks. That was not a, not a bad price. But usually over just over, over 100, 125 is what a full complete wing goes for. So, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. I got this thing, brought it home. It needed a really thorough cleaning. I got all the decals off it, filled up the tub, soaked it, washed it all off. And it and it also had that uh, helipad too. It did have that with it. Oh yeah. So I'm like, okay, and I and I grab out my uh, uh, troop transport and my assault tank, and <laughs> they do not fit at all. Yeah, the thing is, the assault tank would be too wide. The troop transport might be wide, not it, as wide, but it it's cold and long. Barely fit with the nose like sticking out over the edge of the the back ramp. Oh, okay. I, I mean, it is a a really tight fit. the The assault tank, yeah, with the uh, even if you took the guns off the side, where those guns attach, uh, the tank is at its widest, and that doesn't fit either. So I'm like, oh man, okay, well, what what am I going to dock here? And I thought my little rebel people mover from Hoth. I have one that I made in gray. Um, that I could put that in. I could maybe put a speeder bike or something in. I at this point, I don't know what I'll do with it. I might even I might even just resell it if I can, you know, get my money back on it. I thought about um, taking some of the walls for my fortress system and see if I could somehow utilize those. But it's like stuff doesn't quite line up, and I'm like, eh. You know, I'm wondering if it's going to be more effort than it's worth. If you sell it, let me know. I'll I'll take it off your hands. I'm always looking for diorama stuff to use for. Because yeah, I like the idea of being able to take something and just kind of kit bash it or modify it somehow. But there comes a a threshold where you're having to change and modify and add so much to it that you're like. Why am I even doing this? I, I may as well just scratch build the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make it the right size. So I may very well take you up on that. And the last thing that um, I saw there was there was a guy selling. Now, they were filament 3D printed, but he had his own designed modular playset, and he had like little like a smaller set called like weather station or something like that and then he's coming out with like a like a fortress and the way everything connects is with magnets so you can take like a wall and a column and just snap them together snap them apart you have little guns you can just like and you know attach them with magnets really really interesting design now I'm not going to get into it any further really right now because I asked him if he wants to be a guest. He is definitely interested. 
he just pretty much launched the company officially like a day before the toy show. And uh, I generally do not bring on guests that I feel are direct competitors to me because I, I don't believe in business suicide. Uh, mm-hmm. But what he does is different enough. And it's not like it's Star Wars or G.I. Joe. It it can just be anything, but it's three and three quarter inch based. Um, and I think he's thinking of it as more like play versus display. Like this is something where a kid could bring in a box full of this stuff and just, you know, and make it a GI Joe base or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, whenever I'm able to get him on, um, we'll, we'll go over more about what it's called and where people can find it and everything. I, uh, I, I talked to him and I, and I said, well, you know, you're close enough. Maybe I could meet you down there so I can actually just, film everything in person or i said if if he's online but you know if i went down obviously we wouldn't be recording like this i would just have to like take video footage and do the interview and everything that way mm-hmm. um but it, but if he's on the show with us which is what i'd kind of like i said well make sure you have a good webcam and are you going to be able to position it far enough away that you can see everything so i think he's kind of looking into getting a new webcam so we can maybe get that to look a little bit better. And then that interview is going to be one of those. It's probably going to be hybrid where All some right. of that stuff, because it's visual, we're going to have to actually have a video component that we can put on uh, the YouTube and rumble channels and everything. But yeah, it was a uh, really interesting talking to him. So um, we'll get into that. Hopefully next episode. Nice. I remember uh, you showed me some of the promo stuff he had made. It looked really interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's cool stuff. Before we get into our primary topic here, uh, there's one more bit of news that came out uh, that I'm quasi-excited about, and that is the new Star Wars game called Outlaws. Have you seen the oh, yeah. trailer for it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's being done by Ubisoft, and this they're they're kind of touting it as the first open world Star Wars game. They they said apparently their their memory only runs twelve years in the past or something like that. <laughs> yeah, what you're probably thinking of is Star Wars Galaxies, right? Galaxies, or even way before that was it 2003 was Kotor. Yeah, I I didn't know how open world that was though. And Kotor, you can just you can just wander and do quests out in the planets forever. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that was one of those games I just I didn't care for it was a little bit too much like an RPG type game. Very uh, much like an RPG. That's why I loved it. I'm big RPG. Yeah. See, I'm okay with RPG like in person, like D D type stuff. I've done uh, you know, Star Wars games that were, you know, D twenty based and things like that, but um when it comes to video games, eh, I, I don't care for that as much. So I was never a KOTOR guy. But um, yeah, I, I don't know why they're saying it's the first. But it's the first in a long time. <laughs> uh, and well well overdue. Now, the one thing I'm interested in how they're going to handle it is 
like say you're playing a game like Red Dead Redemption or something like that, where it's it's one area. You can literally walk across the world. I'm imagining that you're going to be traveling. So you might have, say, for example, you can travel around Tatooine, but then you can jump in a ship and go to Endor. But you can't, but on Endor, you might be limited to like the Ewok village or something. So it'll be interesting to see how they do it. I haven't watched the gameplay trailer yet. Um, cause I, I'm actually more interested in gameplay trailers. They always want to get everyone excited. And, you know, you see these cut scenes and cinematics. And it's like, Oh, that game looks so cool. And it's like, well, it's not going to look like that when you're playing it. That's just the cut scene. <laughs> A lot of the, uh, fellow nerds online were saw like her friend that the, the dude in the cockpit of that ship like oh it's Kyle Katarn. like no i think it's dude it's not Kyle one thing i'm really happy about is that they did not make this a jedi game yeah i'm jedi out for the last 15 years like the occasional jedi game like calcastus's game sure but i'm i kind of like we haven't had really an underworld kind of game in quite a while like what I'm wondering about is if they recycled anything from 1313. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Because as soon as they said this game is like Outlaws and it's Underworld, I'm like thinking, well, you know, you kind of canceled a game that was already in development that dealt with the Underworld. Um, so I wonder if maybe they uh, pulled some elements from 1313 or maybe this character visits 1313 at some point. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the one thing I am not looking forward to is I will have to get a PS5. Oh, it's not for PC? Well, yeah, but I'm not a PC gamer. Oh my God. Okay, well, my friend, I'll yeah. have to introduce you to the Master Race, a.k.a. the PC Master Race. All right. Yeah. I, I I like being able to sit in front of my big screen TV and you know have a have a controller and all that. I'm oh man! Besides the fact that my PC, I can guarantee you, would not run it. Well, <laughs> it would I, not run it. I'm win I'm using Windows Seven. Okay. Yes, yeah, Windows. Didn't you just upgrade from XP like last year? <laughs> <laughs> it was no, it was a couple years ago, but. Uh, yeah, I I am very slow to upgrade stuff, you don't, but you don't, I I unfortunately will have to buy a PS5. You don't know the love that is PC gaming until you lift up your hand from the keyboard and mouse, and your fingers are naturally just crunched in that position. You can't even grab anything. Like, oh, uh. hey, look, I I have previously enjoyed Solitaire and Minesweeper on PC, oh, yeah. but, but I don't. <laughs> I never got much further than that. I I think I had um there was some Star Wars game I thought like Rebel Assault or something. I might have had that for oh, Rebel Assault too or else yeah, that was a good game. But that was a long time ago. Yes. In a galaxy far far away. <laughs> but yeah, I'm uh I'm hoping it's really good. It it looks really cool. Um yeah, it looked nice. Know, it's well done. Let me ask you something. Do you feel that they should have made instead of the main character just put Afra as her? Because she can't be a lot of Dr. Afra vibes. Oh yes, yes. Like even the outfit yeah, looked even the like outfit something you could see Afra wearing. Yeah. I was like, why didn't they just make it Afra? I don't know. The the great thing is and hopefully they don't abuse the fans by 
having too much DLC where you're overpaying for some DLC stuff. But it would be cool, uh, you know, that once you get the game that they occasionally release various adventures. And, uh, you know, maybe they have some where you team up with Dr. Aphra or something for an adventure. Uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff because the, hmm. you know, Star Wars universe is so big. Um, one thing I'm a little concerned about is someone, and I didn't catch it, but someone had said in the trailer you saw like Han and Carbonite. I'm yeah, we do. Yeah, because we see really it. hoping that they do not try to shoehorn the story in so much into what is going on in the original trilogy because this takes place between empire and jedi yeah oh you know it's got at least a little bit that's the and, same. And, and it's like okay how many times can we retell the story about everyone treating han and carbonite like uh like he's a MacGuffin or something it's like i'm, I'm done i'm done we've done enough of that okay <laughs> um so I hope they don't dovetail it too much. I, I just want original characters doing their original thing. If a cameo happens every now and then with, you know, maybe a Boba Fett or IG-88 or, or Hondo, I'd be fine with that. But just don't tie it so much. If they oh, can I, avoid I that. I not about Hondo. I definitely want to see Hondo in it now. Cody. I mean, come on! You're talking about a game with outlaws. You know, there's a place to bring in Hondo. It's yeah, agreed. Like, even if it's just a mission that she does for Hondo, that that would be awesome. <laughs> All right, so um, let's get into our main topic: our top ten favorite packing accessories. Now, there uh, were certain rules that we kind of had to apply to ourselves here uh so first off the list is based on every line i mean it could be even though they didn't really have big packing accessories in the kenner vintage days it could be from that all the way up to modern times um it is specifically accessory packings so this would exclude coins cards contact chips figure stands things like that um the accessory must have come with a carded or boxed figure or even figure set. So, for example, they released a three-pack of uh, Jedi Council members, and they all had their chairs and, like, part of the Jedi Council floor. Like, that would count because uh, it's not a play set. It's a figure pack of some sort. Um, Build-A-Droid figures don't count because they're not technically accessories. They're just, like, pieces of other figures. Um and one uh, very specific is droids, if they're named along with their companion figure on the package, don't count. So, for example, we had some pod racers that it would be the pod racer and pit droid. And it would actually, that's how it said it on the package. Uh, the pit droid in that case would not be an accessory. It's one of the figures, the same with... Uh, They've done some Jawas that came with the droid. In that case, the droid would not be considered a uh, accessory. It's like, uh, I guess you would call it a character. However, someone like Cal Kestis that comes with the little tiny droid buddy of his, uh, that's not named on the package. So technically that's an accessory. So that's kind of the uh, 
that's kind of the guidelines we used on that. And even using that criteria, we could have easily done 20 or more <laughs> uh, great accessories. Dude, I was up to, down to 10. 42 by the time we got done. Started oh, my gosh. I love yeah, it. I'm sure you're going to have some different ones than, than I do. And so we're going to go over our top 10. And then we're going to also talk about some other excellent ones because this was really, really hard to narrow down. In fact, uh, we had tried to do a similar type show way back when for for those that may have been with us since the very, very start, which maybe none of you have. But we did a podcast called The Dejark Table. And we had actually recorded an episode of the Dejark table where we were talking about great packing accessories. And there was some weird audio glitch going on and we just never aired it and never got around to re-recording it. But here we are. So, Matt, do you want to go first with your number 10? All right. Man, I got number 10, man. Number 37. Uh, Here we go. Um... The three pack of Galen Merrick Star Killer, and it's not really because the pack; it's just because like it, the, all the accessories he came with for all, or you just put in VC one hundred Galen or Galen Merrick the Star Killer with all his different outfits he can go into. I know it's not exactly a pack in pack in, again, but you can make customize so many figures. Well, the individually carded Star Killer, like the most recent one they have, mm. you could do like two or three different outfit combinations with that. Like it would have like an extra sash or an extra piece of chest armor. And so you actually could customize just that single figure. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I did quite a few times. Um, yeah. Loved it. All right. So my number 10, as you know, I'm a big fan of droids and I remember loving this figure when it came out. Darth Vader with interrogator droid. This was from the, I think it was the third variation of the power of the force two packaging. I think so. Is that a power of the Jedi? One of the two. <clears throat> I, I think it was power of the force two where it had the, it was again, a green card, but it, it was like the third iteration. And uh, it had Darth Vader with his hands where he could kind of like, have his hands on his belt and he had a cloth cape, which I think might have been the first time we got him with a cloth cape and he had on a stand a little interrogator droid. And I loved that. Uh, didn't find out until many, many years later when I built a full size interrogator droid that the one that came with that figure is actually undersized. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, they uh, later on they released. Uh, a couple accessory packs where they had a correctly scaled one but then the weird thing is they correctly scaled it but then they like left off some of the paint apps like that little original one actually had better paint apps and was more accurate in that regard than the later release even though the later release and the accessory pack was uh correctly scaled so that is my number 10 Okay, my number nine. We're gonna get more to what we're talking about. Num- TBC number one seventy seven or one seventy seven. Dinjarin with his Camptono Vescar pieces, even little Grogu and a removable head for the unmasked version. Oh, did not even think about it. 
That yeah. is a good, good pick. I've the yet second, to open mine. <laughs> second Camptona we've got ever in the line, by the way. This one opens up, and you can actually put individual pieces of best cards, a three and three quarter size. Yeah. Love best cards. Loving it. That, that is an awesome, awesome pick. All right. So my number nine is the Vintage Collection Aura Singh, uh, specifically her lightsaber case. I love it that she has this little briefcase thing that opens up and you can fit four lightsaber hilts in it. Oh, yeah. Um, that's something where anytime you can take some sort of container like that and actually make it usable is really, really cool. So she gets number nine just for that. She also comes with like a sniper rifle and everything, but that uh, that little case that you can open it up and have those lightsaber hilts. Really, really cool. So, what's your number eight? Number eight, I'm looking, I'm looking. All right. It will be from Power of the Jedi, Chewbacca, with, as previously mentioned, a Dejaric table and holographic chess pieces. That thing has multiple uses across multiple lines, which many people use to replenish their lost Jedi pieces from their big Millennium Vulcans, by the way. Um... I might have put that a little bit higher than it should have been, but I love Chewbacca. I love the Dejart. I love chess. So it gets it slid in there above clothing, and uh, maybe it shouldn't have slid in there above Dejart, but I thought Dejart here at the last second as we were talking, like, oh, yeah, when you mentioned that. So had to get him in there. But, yeah, Power of the Jedi Chewie. Yeah, that Chewy uh, was kind of on my radar. I I remember thinking, "Hey, that that was that was kind of cool." I never owned it, but uh, yeah, there's just so many good stuff that yeah didn't didn't make my list. Uh, so my number eight is R two B one, which is one of the astromechs from uh, Queen Amidala's starship that came with a droid harness. Uh, which I guess is like the little, maybe it's supposed to be like a charging bay or something. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Um, I, I believe he actually came with the Queen's starship, but the one I'm talking about, since we're not talking about something that comes with a vehicle, is he was later released in the 30th anniversary collection uh, by himself, single carded, but he comes with that droid harness. And uh, the, the the shoulders on the droid harness pivot up so you can actually have it like it's releasing the droid. It made the list here because it's like a world-building accessory. It works with pretty much any astromech you want. Um, mm, I see it in there, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, really, ni- really a nice uh, little piece. I got a couple of them. Uh, just like this last year, I think I... Uh, Found someone on eBay. They had like five droid harnesses that they were just selling as a lot, and I I bought it. So you can make like a like a whole row of droid charging stations if you wanted to. Um, not a big fan of the color because I don't think that I think it would be nicer in gray, which is a little bit more neutral. But um, you know, it is what it is. You can always repaint it. So that is my number eight. Alrighty, for my number seven. You didn't even have to ask me any questions because they didn't either. We Han Solo from his torture rack scene on Bespin with the torture chair that you can strap in and keep torturing him or any other uh, Imperial prisoners, which 
I appreciate, and I use quite often, actually. In I've, my seen some, I've seen some funny photos with uh, Jar Jar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's got, the chair has articulation. It's got lots of little detail. works really good. Uh, using my photo novels when I'm inter- having my imps interrogate rebel spies and stuff like that. Uh, just a, you'll, you'll see a few like that, like practical pack-ins for whatever for mine. And that pack-in was huge. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. would, that would be a $30 deluxe <laughs> figure if they made it today. <laughs> you know it. All right. So my number seven is, and it it's kind of shared across two different figure sets. And that is the scanning crew crates. Oh, that- yeah. Shoot. That was a great pack-in with those little scanning crew boxes that open up and have the scanning crew guns and like the little uh, little plates and stuff. Oh, good yeah, choice. Yeah, the uh, originally we had, and I forget what line it was. Uh, I think it might have been like Saga or original trilogy or something like that. But uh, we had had a scanning crew technician that came with the lower half of the scanning crates. And I believe their intention was to, at some point, release another uh, scanning tech with the top half of the crate. Well, they never really did that. And then in the vintage collection line, uh, Kamler had some two packs. Uh, One that came with a scanning crew technician, a stormtrooper, and one half of the crate. And then another one with the other scanning crew tech an Imperial officer and the other half of the crate. So we finally got the top. Uh, they just reused the same mold for the uh, bottom. And so you could actually put them together and roll them around just like they were in the film. And uh, yeah, great, great accessory. Um, that The top half has a removable lid, has some little tools inside. So that is definitely the, the better of the two halves. <laughs> but they were they were great sets. So that Agreed. is my number seven. Okay, number six for me. We're going to go with uh, the three and three quarter black series. Number six, Imp- Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader. With Han Solo's gun and the reflecting hand with the reflecting blast effects that came with them. I love that Darth Vader effect. Without those. Hmm. That's an interesting one. That That would not have even been on my radar. Yeah, because you can take those blast effects because that hand comes off and you can use it and it has a hole in it for the blast, or you can just use the blast effects by themselves. I use that thing for a lot of stuff. Hmm. So my number six, uh, again, with the droids is the vintage collection Governor Tarkin with the mouse droid. Now, let me ask you, was this the mouse droid that was the that had the articulated wheels? Yeah, it, and it's the smaller one. The smaller one, because see, when you tell now for you novice collectors, if you're listening to this podcast, there's been three mouse droids made. There's been an oversized one that you can pull back with a little spring, like a pull back and go. There's been in two smaller ones, one that's just a hunk of plastic, and then one that's the hunk of plastic with articulated wheels, and that's the one that came with Governor Tarkin, yes. And it was also. Uh, provided with um, General Hux as well. I don't think that one had the articulated wheels on Hux, did it? Uh, yeah, I believe it was exactly the same mold. Oh, yeah? Oh, I didn't know. 
Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I had actually bought a second general Hux that was real dirt cheap on clearance, mainly because <laughs> I just wanted to get another mouse droid. There you go. Like, I will arm rebuild the crap out of mouse droids if I have the chance. Yep. Um, what, I, what I'm curious about is what is the accurate mouse droid scale to the figures? Because a lot of the props in the movies appear smaller than they are in real life. You know, like like the interrogator droid. The interrogator droid, you look at the figure and, and the first interrogator droid we got, it looks correct. The other one looks like, well, maybe that's too big. Uh, but no, it was pretty big in real life. Uh, about 18 inch diameter. Um, and the same with the mouse droid. The mouse droids were almost two feet long. And they don't look quite that big. Wow, almost two feet long. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. They're, I think, 22 inches. Wow. Uh, but they don't look that big in the film. And so I'm curious if they redid the mouse droid from just that single chunk of plastic to make it more accurate. I'm really curious now. I'll have to do that. Measure the mouse droid and then scale it up and see how accurate that is. Now I need to know. My inquiring mind wants to know. <laughs> but yes, uh, the mouse droid. Love them. I, mean, I agree. I agree. All right. We're on number five now or six? Uh, number five. All right. Uh, an oldie but a goodie. The 30th anniversary, or the, excuse me, not 30th the Saga 1 General Riken with Tactical Screen. <laughs> yes! I use that all yes. the time. That is a great, great... Dude, I set. wish they would release just more of those. Like, repack Torn 4 and give it to... She was working with one. We've only ever got Torn 4 one time in the line, and she should be... And she's got vintage collection articulation. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I think that Tactical Screen's great. Um... I actually want to make some of my own because they're one of those accessories that that commands a decent amount of money. Mm. I, I mean, not like, you know, $40 or something, but, um, you know, people obviously want to get their hands on them. If they're trying to replicate that command center, you know, they had like two or three or four of them <laughs> in that oh, command yeah. center. They and uh, my number five General Riken with the tactical oh, screen. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> so we could just move right on to your number four. All right. My number four is, where's it at here? My number four was not, was originally, technically, while it was part of the vintage collection line, it was a Brian's Toys exclusive. Should give you a hint which one it was. Oh, I think I know where you're going. She cost a new in her all, in her, cutscene of Dooku's head bust in the library in, in a little cardboard thing she came with. That was a good figure of a background, and you get like an actual like statue of Dooku with it, and that's extremely hard to come by nowadays. Yeah, that is that is really great, and uh, I, I think you miss the fact that you lift up the bust off its little platform, and hidden underneath it is a Jedi holocron. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> yep. That's just another reason it's a great accessory. It has that uh, neat little neat little ability. Hmm. So, yes, very nice. Very nice. So, my number four 
the Clone Wars Admiral Yalaren that came with a hollow table. Oh shit! Yeah, that was a great one, dude. I st- I love that little table with Yalaren on it. it was the the holocron the hologram is of Clone Wars Obi Wan. Am I right? If I remember that correctly? Because it comes with Yalaren. It's not going to be him on the hologram. I I don't know what hologram is on it. Um, both the tables I picked up, I got second hand. Oh, okay. And and I bought just the table, not not the figure. Okay. But yeah, it it's a good, great little accessory. That's a good choice. I wish I had remember that one. Right, what are we up so, to now? The last three here, or last four. So you're number three then. Even though it was, it, it was too overpriced for what it was, I'm going to go ahead and say the TVC Ahsoka with the Grogu and the Morai bird and the little lamp that she came with. I never thought ever we get the Morai bird, and yet somehow we got that done. I know that's a newer set, and I really wasn't going to bring in the newer sets, but I kind of forgot about the heavy gunner and all that stuff until like right before we started, so I didn't get a chance to put them on because <laughs> I was in the old lines. But my number three, and you already touched on this, was the 30th anniversary Han Solo with Torture Rack. Ah, nice. Nice. Yeah, that is... Uh, it was one that I didn't really think about. I'm like, well, is it really going to make the list? Like, do I really love the accessory? And I think I have to say, yeah, just because it is a, a piece of world building. And that's what really sets it above, you know, something like Sing's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. You're, you're almost going beyond an accessory and get, getting into like full fledged diorama stuff. Um, so that is my number three. Uh, so my number two, the Rogue One packaging, the seventh sister with removable face mask and removable little cam droid that goes on her back with those little like spider legs that you can hook on. Ah. Oh. We'll use that one. Then, I know they didn't talk about that little spider droid that comes on her back. All right. So my number two is uh, a newer one, the Stormtrooper with E-Web. I love the E-Web, and oh, yeah. I got two of these. I was waiting for so many years for them to come up with a, uh accurate and uh, correctly scaled one, so that is my number two. Yeah, I, I almost took that once I remembered all of them. I just didn't because we still had the original E-Web and the vintage one, so we had two different ones before that. Uh, and that's really the only reason I didn't take it. But I do. I, that's my favorite of all the true of all the uh, troopers from Rogue One and from the new OT ones because it doesn't have the uh, holster on the back. That's horrible. Anyway, so my so let me give you some before I do my number one. Let me give some honorable mentions. Uh, TBC number one hundred five, the Imperial Royal Guard that comes with all his Crimson Empire stuff underneath of him. That's packed in with him. That was a really great uh, figure with all those extra stuff. Uh, Saga 1 Jango Fett training gear. Or not Jango Fett, but a clone trooper training gear. All that clone armor you can put on the Jango, that uh, clone Jango figure. Uh, and even though people may not like her that great, uh, the 2015 Force Awakens, and I guess... TVC number 116 Ray with the removable helmet wraps. Remove- oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that was okay for an extra pack-in. But my number one was from the 30th anniversary with a world-building piece, Luke Skywalker with Moisture Evaporator. I bought, like, three of them I have, so I can get a little moisture farm going. doesn't have to be Luke's. can be anybody else's. I love that thing. Well, I will tell you this. Your number one is the correct answer. All right. My number one, Luke with Moisture Evaporator. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Once again, one of these uh, really big accessory pieces that almost uh, transcends accessory. and Exactly. World building. Uh, the Luke figure uh, was... Not that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah not, terrible. I don't think anyone said, "Oh my gosh, Luke Skywalker, I'm going to buy this figure." Hey, it comes with a moisture evaporator. No, it was we bought that for the moisture evaporator. Yes, we did. And and the Luke could go in the trash for all I care. But the moisture evaporator, one thing that sets it above, like say the torture rack, is the torture rack is really uh, scene specific. Where yeah. the moisture evaporator, you can use it on Tatooine anywhere. You can use it on Navarro, whatever. Um, it's one of those props that is just... You see a moisture evaporator, you're like, we're in Star Wars. Yep. yep. So, um, yeah, and the, and the 30th anniversary collection, man, they uh, their single-carded figures were coming with accessories that would all make them deluxe now. Uh, the moisture evaporator, the Han Solo torture rack... Almost made the list, except for the fact that I realized it, it's on the card, and that's Yoda with Kai Buck. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I, I was like, oh, Kai. And I'm like, no, that's right. It's Yoda and Kai Buck on cards, so it doesn't count. I think but, wasn't yeah. um, Revenge of the Sith Vader, also it says on the package, with torture, with a torture, to, with torture chair or something like that. It talks about when he was getting put back together. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that was... Did it come with two droids? Did it come with like those two droids repacked in it along oh. with them? I don't know if it did or not. I don't remember. All right. So um, I have an honorable mention here uh, that almost made the list, but just didn't. I figured it would work for honorable mention. And that is the exclusive 501st Stormtrooper with Banner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was just a neat little. A neat little accessory. Agreed. Agreed. Because, you know, they call in Star Wars, the Imperials use legions as their as their divisions, right? And mm -hmm. as you know, the old Roman legions kept the Eagle standards. And then we finally got a standard for one of the divisions, the 501st. Other also mentions was, uh, of course, the AT-AT commander with all his gear they came with. Oh, the Hoth Rebel Trooper from the Legacy Collection that has that tripod gun. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's a nice that's a nice little piece. Yep, yep. We don't think we ever got that tripod gun again since. Um, oh, here's one that lives in that will live in infamy. Either one of them, either of the Ugnots with the carbon freezer chamber controls, and we all know. Yep, why. yep. That is uh, <sighs> on my overflow. That should have been put in the time we got that car because, of course, those controls don't come on the carbon freezing chamber that we got that years later. So every so his his value shot up from like twelve dollars to like sixty overnight. Holy crap! Like, what the heck? I have a I have a number of those uh, consoles that that once again you know I would 
I would pick them up if I found someone just selling the accessories. Um, problem is they're like a rubbery plastic. I think like every one of them I have is like warped <laughs> off oh, to wow. the side, all to the same side, but they're all like slightly warped. Um, I'm wondering if you couldn't drill up through the post in the center and put like a dowel rod or some of some well, sort in could, there yeah. to kind of straighten it out short of something that can be done mm. um yeah that was that was one that got kicked off uh ended up in my overflow um thrown with the salamari the uh little mm. salamari dude uh great accessory the cantina table Ooh, which right. cantina table are we talking about it uh the round one it came with uh I think it came with the character. I don't know his actual name. The character that was known as like Brainiac. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we need OT Canadian table, not yep. that Ally club. Okay, yep. J- just because it was one of those things where it's like, well, why did we never get those kind of accessories? So it was nice that uh, that we had that. I had here on my list, and I can't remember whether it was Dagobah or Hoth, and I couldn't find photos to verify like what line it came from but there was an r2d2 that came with some little crates that you could actually open up from from dagobah i thought but i might be confusing it with hoth uh no i think you're right i think dagobah is correct yeah because i think it's the dagobah one and i and i got those loose i think i had bought a lot of figures in it and it had some of those what else was there there was of course the outrider club when you bought uh, Sleaze Bago or Obi-Wan and you got the two parts of the bar you could put together. Like, they were okay. Had the bar been not so rinky-dinking small and just, like, made it a little bit more better, I would have kept that. Um, or when you did uh, Ahmed Best or uh, what's his name? Anthony Daniels' characters. Those little tables they little lean tables, against. Yeah. yeah. They're all, they were all warped for me, yeah, too. All those terrible. tables. <laughs> Um, the Twi'lek, uh, she oh, yeah, came yeah, with yeah, a stool. Yeah. She came with a stool that was pretty nice. And she had bendable knees, which almost no characters had back then. So she could sit down. That was that was really big back then. The uh, when I started compiling my list, the first one, and and it also got knocked off the list, of course. Uh, the first thing I thought of was EV ninety nine from Power of the Force two and his little console. Oh, yeah. Little console works, yep. Oh, 88 and his little torture rack. That's true. That's true. Um, and the only other thing that I actually wrote down that was on my overflow was Luke's little model of his Skyhopper. I knew you from Power of the Jedi, I knew you were gonna put that in there because I thought, "Ah, I'll wait on that one and see what happens. 30th anniversary of the multiple different stormtroopers we had. Remember, we had like three of them uh, sandtroopers, sandtroopers. We had three different sand, all with the different colored pauldrons. They all came with like the sand backpack, the, the dewback cattle prod thing, right? And gun. Those I still use a bunch of those things to this day for my newer. I just like cut off the, the clips on them and just like sticky tack the uh, the, the backpacks on the remnant stormtroopers. Mm. They look great for sand troopers. Yeah, I like uh, the one. I <clears throat> I think it might have been from Power of the Jedi or maybe the tail end of Power of the Force 2. There was a uh, sand trooper that came with the binoculars and he could actually like hold them up to his face. Um, 
That was yeah, cool. that was Power of the Force two. But the Vintage Collection, oh, no, no, it wasn't. The Vintage Collection one got a little droid that floats around on his back. Little, oh like, yeah, droid. from the special editions. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, Zam Wessel didn't she go with a bunch of stuff? The Vintage Collection Zam Wessel had a lot of different options because her her she had the alternate face, and then she had uh, the face scarf that could be like pulled over across her lower face or you could have it where it just kind of drapes down she had her blaster pistol she had her sniper rifle i think she might come with something else too but uh she had like some sort of funny goggle type things that could flip up and down yeah that figure man had a ton of tiny little uh things to uh modify how her costume looks you could do almost any variation you wanted to what else? Uh, the Republic Trooper that came out in uh, TBC and in three and three quarter black series. He was the Republic Trooper for the, from the games that had like oh, yeah. a huge chain gun and the removable knife. I mean, removable knives in Star Wars are very rare. Like Paz Vizsla and this guy is one few that I don't think does I Hunter have. does Hunter have one? Oh, he's he number three. Yeah, Hunter is number three. Yeah, you are correct. So. uh yeah, I mean, I'm sure we can go all day on ones all day. You know, great accessories, but what is an accessory? And I'm not talking necessarily something really big that it would veer into like diorama territory, but maybe like a smaller accessory. What would you love to see either included in an accessory pack or packed in with a, a figure figure set? Is there anything where you think? They just dropped the ball on something that would just be really a, a nice little key piece to have. Yeah. I would either want either a grief cargo from season one of Mandalorian with a key fob and all either Imperial or New Republic credits, which we are getting New Republic credits, by the way. Those are coming. Those are going to be in the Jabba the Hutt playset. Or not uh, the Jabba's throne room. Oh. Those okay. are, yeah, there's New Republic credits in that one. And uh, key fob is a big one because six inch got their key fob with their Mandalorian. Because I, up until the last year or two, I would have said bottles and jugs and glasses, but thank thankfully the Navarro Cantina came out and we got a bunch of that, so I'm not as amped about that anymore. Um, maybe a good weapons pack. We haven't had a good weapons pack in a while, yeah. I felt cool. like a lot of the accessory packs that they, they had would always have one or two really good pieces, and then the rest was just kind of felt like garbage. <laughs> I've, oh, I, I've always felt that way with the accessory packs. It's like, you know, they would have the scrubber droid, and it's like, well, that's why I'm buying it, not for anything else. Mm. Or, you know... Uh, oh, I know what. Two things we could use. One would be, if you want to go OT, the, the rebreathing masks from that empire strikes back that i think came with chewy and somebody can't remember. or i like to see the armor with like suit pieces of beskar she's making in her forge and stuff i think for me i mean again i i love droids and things like that i think it would be cool to maybe do a pack of droids but all sorts of little things that we've seen but never really got or we haven't gotten in a while like if you remember i think it was i think it might have been in phantom menace there was this little 
droid that looked like a dog, like without much detail, and it was just driving around. I, I think kind of like a like a little motorcycle. It was real small, uh, you know, so like Chihuahua size, and you just see it zipping along the ground. And it kind of turns its head and and looks the one direction, and then zips off screen. That's a really small thing that would maybe be three quarters of an inch long that would definitely fall under the category of accessory um i think the only way you could get this one guy out is uh by including him with another figure but uh one of the babu freaks since that's a uh whatever they are because they've been in, they've been in mandalorian now they were and they're one of the little ticked off little mechanics that work on everything heck yeah they're like the doozers of star wars but yeah, I'd I'd love to see maybe some uh, some droids that, like I said, like that little dog one, that yeah. uh, aren't big enough to be their own character. But if you made a, made a droid pack, and depending what size they are, you could even single card it. Like imagine you single carded something, but you could fit maybe like four little droids all on that card. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. I'd buy that. You know, it would be kind of a neat pack-in. Uh, I don't know who you would pack it with. Maybe one of Jabba's denizens mm-hmm. is the, I guess it's called the wart, where it's like the, the little frog thing that was outside oh. the palace that like uses its tongue to eat something. Yep, yep. Um, get, give us him with, uh, you know, packed in with like another figure or something. You know what we never got? And I'm kind of upset. Did we ever get the little thing that Java eats in, in the in the bowl water? Like when even on the Ventures Days? I know we got the his little diacin bowl in Ventures Days. Did he ever get that little like frog that he pulls out and eats him himself? I, I don't think so. But you could maybe use the one that comes with uh baby Yoda. Oh yeah. Uh what what I would say is not the vintage collection baby Yoda, because that frog I think would be a little bit too small, but the black series baby yoda also comes with one i believe and that one would maybe be a little bit closer to scale Hmm. i think that'll do it then and uh you know hopefully they'll uh, finally get back to delivering more of those uh those accessories without trying to turn it into a deluxe figure Uh, you know that's not gonna happen there's there's already been some rumors coming out in the last few days Oh, except for the Ahsoka show, when at least one or two of them are deluxe. Ugh. Yeah, no. All right. So, Matt, where can people find you? Usually I'm on Instagram at Rezekai underscore the underscore the ghost. At, or I'm on the RebelScum.com forums as Rezekai as well. Uh, feel free to say hi. Send me a message. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll wrap about Star Wars for <laughs> memories. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> all right if people want to find me uh they can go to holeinthegroundpro.com that's where i sell all kinds of cool accessories and uh diorama kits and also uh Kessel run collecting you can find us on facebook we have a facebook page by all means uh comment give us your suggestions if you have ideas for guests you would like to see or topics you would like us to cover 
please, please let us know. We would love to interact more with our listeners. Also, people can uh, look up Hole in the Ground Productions on Facebook. I also have a Facebook page as well. And uh, eh, the one forum I lurk on occasionally is uh, imperialshipyards.net. And uh, although sadly, I, I notice sometimes I'll go through the forums trying to find new topics and people aren't posting a lot. It's like maybe one or two threads that, that people really post on. I, I think because so many people are just on other social media, which is sad because I'd, I'd love to see a little bit of a renaissance of uh, forums. Well, forums is a media dude is dying. Everyone's on social media for 118 scale stuff on nowadays, so. Yeah, so with that, we will see you all on the next episode. Good night, everybody.